Welcome to episode 20 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast. It's Mike bringing you in, and I'm with the returning from his one-game suspension. I'm back with oh, Beth. Beth. How are you? One-game suspension. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm a little under the weather, to be honest, but I was not missing today's episode. It was tough enough listening to you two clowns, you know, banter for an hour. That was... I was just dying to chime in. Yeah, clouds. That was a, a great episode me and Brian put together. Yeah, I, I have to give you guys some credit. It was a really good episode. It was enjoyable to listen to. You guys had a lot of good discussions. So, uh, yeah, kudos to you guys. Thank you. It, it, well, it, it wasn't all good because there was the total sewer job that I have to address. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> that was rough. And like you guys said, it wasn't as bad for me. It was pretty bad for Joe, though. Like, you just you played the whole clip. It was like a minute and a half of him just sewering himself. Well, you know what? He deserved to be sewered because the take about being in trouble with Bjorkstrand, who, by the way, Columbus played one game this week and he scored. So he's keeping it rolling. Bjorkstrand's been good. It was a good take by you. But, I mean, you didn't have to sewer him like that. It wasn't as bad for me because, you know, all I said was that I don't see him being a 60 to 70 point guy this season and I'm I'm not going to be far off with that. <laughs> no, you're not. But I mean it was a it was kind of a sewer job, but Joe still sticks by what he said, so you know, Yeah, that's for him on Yeah, it, it's been a it's been a really like hot button topic amongst the four of us in our group chat. Like as soon as uh Joe and I listened to the episode, it it came up and Joe was actually pretty intense. <laughs> yeah, it got a little heated. It's too bad that didn't happen on the air, but I'm sure it will down the road. Well, okay, hold on. I just pulled up one thing he did say in the in the chat, and it was, if he was dropped in our pool right now, I wouldn't pick him up. So what's your response oh to that? Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. I think that's the most idiotic comment I've ever heard. And like... I'm actually debating never allowing him back on this podcast after that take. Our league is so deep, and you wouldn't pick him up. That's just Joe being Joe. That's just stubbornness. Yeah, that's that's pure stubbornness. I don't know how you can not pick the guy up, the, the, the heater that he's on. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Joe knows everything, so let's just... <laughs> <laughs> no, let's, I feel let's, bad for the guy. He's he can't defend himself now. A no, second straight no. week, so we 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 need to have him back. Yeah, we'll have him back. Joe will have a chance to defend his take. We love Joe and Bjorkstrand. Mike Bjorkstrand has twenty eight points in thirty nine games, which across an eighty two game. So I know he missed some time across an eighty two game season. That prorates to fifty eight, almost fifty nine points. So so I'll give you the sixty. We'll round up and say sixty. But if he falls off a bit, like, my take was, is going to be right. He's yeah. not a 60 to 70 point guy this year. Like, I mean, he's there now. He's right there now, and he looks good. Like, I'll give you that. But still, I might, I might, I might not be wrong. No, and because of this whole Bjorkstrand debate, it's funny, we're debating over this guy. But, like, I find myself that I'm, I'm almost, like, defending him too much, and I'm rooting for him because of how strong I was on my take. But, like, realistically, all I said was that I think he's a legit threat to score 30 every year, and that's not completely out of the realm of possibility. Like, he's on a 30-goal pace, but yet I find myself trying to cheer this guy on like he's an elite player in the NHL. Like, no, I don't think that. 
Yeah, well, I'm, I'm with Joe a bit still. I don't think he's going to sustain this. He looks fantastic, but, I mean... Yeah, Col- well, okay, he's not going to sustain... He's not going to get 82 goals. Like, I'm not saying he's going to sustain it either. I'm just saying he's a legit threat to score 30. He's a good player. Yeah, and, and another thing I need to address, too. Like, when you when you did the whole rewind and you sewered us and stuff, it was just, a, like, a 10-minute stroke-off sesh between you and Brian, which was a little cringy, to be honest. I mean, <laughs> it... I, I, a little bit. I, I was like, I was convinced that you guys had to pause and like have a ten minute makeout session, and, <laughs> or even edit it out or something because it was probably a little bit spontaneous. But I mean, and it was more Brian with you. He he was just giving it to you actually. And then later on in the episode, he turned his attention on his own friggin' meat stick and started going at himself, <laughs> saying that. He's been compared to Henry Cavill before. Okay, first of all, is it Henry Cavill or Cavill? Okay, I think it's Cavill, but whatever. Okay, fine. He, who's calling this guy Henry Cavill? I don't know. I mean, I don't we, know. we talk about Man Rockets on the podcast here and there. Like, that guy is the Man Rocket of all Man Rockets. He's a stud. And Brian isn't, is what you're saying. No, I mean, I'm not taking anything away from Brian. He's a good-looking dude. But like you can't be com- you can't be putting that image of yourself out there. The, the guy's Superman. Like, have you seen The Witcher yet, Mike? By any chance? No, I haven't. Well, he's the he's the lead guy there, and oh man, like you you guys know which way I swing. And when I was watching that show, I was I was batting lefty. Okay, like, I, like, listen. There. First of all, I don't think anybody knows which way you swing. Can we be <laughs> certain? Okay, and then here's another thing: batting lefty. What is that? <laughs> And then you gotta figure it out. And then to go back on your earlier comments, me and Brian were actually not in the same room recording that podcast, so we didn't even have the opportunity to pause and do a little thing. So uh, you're skyping. There's you know, there's stuff you can do over Skype. Okay, this is getting a little sick. We all play on the same team here, which isn't the same team, if you know what I mean. What? So can we start talking about hockey because? We can, get, but I, I was I was rattled when I heard that. I'm like, you can't be calling yourself Henry Cavill on the air here. I mean, if I had to guess, Mike, do you think it was like if I if I had to guess, it was probably like a two or a three that approached Brian in a bar, you know, looking to, to looking to play out of her league for a night, say, and hit him with that line just to stroke his ego, and he was all up in it, and then he's bringing it on the podcast. Come on, Brian. Okay, yeah, but nobody's out of Brian's league, for one. He's game for anyone. <laughs> and number two here, he maybe he doesn't look so much like Henry Cavill, but he does look like Christian Grey. No. Yeah, he, he like, does. He looks like John Carlson. Yeah, he does. Have, and Johnny Mitchell. Remember when Joni Mitch used to play oh, hockey? Oh, yes. If, yeah. you could, if you could combine the two, that's Brian right there. We should throw up a picture of just a picture of his greasy mug right yeah. on the Instagram. <laughs> Here we will. Yeah, I, I got a lot here, man. I, I was I was just dying to uh, chime in last week, just listening to you guys. Yeah, well, what else you got? The um, no, there was a lot of good, lot of good shit. You guys had some good discussions. The stuff about the skills competition was great. I think it was your idea talking about how they should be doing a league wide skills competition. Like the teams should be having their own skills and then sending all their their times in, the fastest skater, the hardest shot, sending them into the league, and then the league taking whatever, six, eight of the, like the top numbers and having those guys come out for the skills comp and then awarding a true 
a true hardest shot, a true fastest yeah. skater, all that. That's that's awesome. And having a trophy for it, like that's a legit thing to put on your resume at that point. Yeah, thank you. I think that's an unreal idea. Like, how sweet would it be to be crowned the most accurate player in the NHL? That yeah, year? shooter. You know I mean? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like, all fine. It. It's just one thing, but like, yeah, most most the fastest skater. Uh, you know. Anything like there's ah man I I wish they did something like that that'd be so cool it would be so cool and and we saw Martin Furk at the AHL All Star Game throw up a one oh nine point two hardest shot so I mean people might say well you can't have all these guys that no one really knows going to the All Star Game well you can because then they're gonna you're gonna see them make names for themselves like everyone's heard Martin Furk's name now and like what a Furkin shot that was okay um well. But you can't really cross over leagues. Then you're then you're getting way too many players. No, 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 no. I know, I know. I'm just I'm just using him as an example. I'm talking. You keep it in the NHL, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But yeah. No, that was a good idea. There's a lot of lot of good ideas. The All Star Game stuff was fun too. You know, it's too bad. We need to get that episode. You know, we get we need some NHL people to listen to that episode because I think there was some good stuff there. But I mean, we're not the only ones that have good ideas. I've seen a lot of good ones, and. Yeah, they gotta do something about that All Star Game. Speaking of All Star Game, though, see what the NBA is doing. I think that's a joke. Like, all due respect, like the stuff about Kobe, God bless. That's that's good to incorporate him. But the game, the stuff they're actually doing is, is stupid. I think that was so dumb. Yeah, how the the game pretty much means nothing up until the end. Yeah, let's do three games that mean nothing, and then let's do a thir- a fourth game that's probably gonna mean nothing unless it comes down to the final shot. That's that's riveting stuff. NBA, way to go. I didn't entirely understand it, to be honest, but I have to say that the NBA has done a really good job handling all the the stuff with Kobe. Yeah, absolutely. You know, league-wide and even sports-wide, it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah, yeah. Very tough to see, but, but they've done a great job. Yeah, okay, well, on that somber note now, <laughs> let's, uh, let's move into some fantasy hockey and talk about the fantasy players of the night. Hold on, Mike. Before we do that, we need to talk Battle of Alberta. I think this rivalry is reignited. Oh man, those! Did you watch those games Wednesday and Saturday? Yeah, well, I mean Wednesday, ten o'clock, kind of late. I watched the first period though. I saw that Monahan Nuge fight, which is awesome. Just got the animosity going, and then Kachuk answers the bell. Uh, I thought it was cool that they fought and that. You know, he wanted to fight right in the beginning there, and Cassian sort of made him wait. He's like, you know, you know what? Think about this, and then he, and then he, uh, he went with him, and it was it was pretty awesome. The whole game was great. Honestly, hockey is just the best sport on earth. Like this, it, you don't get this anywhere else. It's amazing. Like legit hatred and animosity, and you could settle it on the ice. I just love it, and I just love Kachuk. I just I love him. Like. What a hockey player. Like, you know what? People were worried, you know, is he going to answer the bell? F yeah, he's going to answer the bell. Yeah. Because he's a tough kid, and he's like, you know what? You pissed off at me? Let's go. Let's fight. And he got it out of the way. You know, a guy like Marchand would not do that. If he did something dirty to Cassian, no chance he fights him. No, no chance. No even chance. though he's out of his league. Yeah, like the the Kachucks, it's like they just get it. You know, they're hockey players through and through. And you had the the all-star break in between, like uh, while everyone was sort of speculating what was going to happen and the the next time they played the following Wednesday. And I just feel like 
his dad uh, at the all-star game said you know uh, matt you gotta you're gonna have to answer the bell now if you want the guys around the league to respect you you know something like that yeah and and and, and math and kachuk was just like you know what yeah I, I need to do this and you know what he might he might get some licks in on me but we we got to do it exactly and cassian came out after and said he has my respect you know i i wanted to go i, I made him wait a little bit but we went and like good on him for standing up to me like, you just love it you just love it and then you thought that was done, and then Saturday night, oh, just a melee right there at the end of the second. Oh, it was insane. And you'd think, you know, an 8-3 game it might not be as, as wild for that stuff, but, I mean, it was awesome to watch. You had the, that melee, that goalie fight with Talbot and Smith, and, man, hockey is better when there's rivalries like this. Oh, and everyone is so into it. People love to see this stuff. Like, the game... The, the NHL tries to shy away from it a little bit, but why, man? This is our sport. Like, this is the best. This is what makes people love it so much. Like, come on. Exactly. Exactly. You kind of wish. You kind of wish it was Riddick instead of Talbot in that fight, eh? Like after he does that stick drop. Yeah, he throws the stick in the shootout on Wednesday's game after he stops Dreisaitl. And then, like, it's sort of instant karma right away. He gets pulled and on that fourth goal, oh, yeah. and the, the bench is chirping him on his way by. It's just so cool watching this stuff. Yeah, but if he was fighting Smith, oh, it would have been even that much better. Oh, man. Smith got some shots in on Talbot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did. He did. It would have been awesome if it was Riddick. But, yeah, it, see... You can't have these sorts of rivalries when one team is good and one team is bad or both teams are bad. Like both teams need to be competitive and you know fighting for a playoff spot or fighting for the division title like they are right now for a rivalry to really be ignited. And that's what we're seeing right now. I think they play one more time and it's the last game of the season. Yeah. Could you imagine if that's just setting up the first round and we see a Calgary Edmonton first round? Like <laughs> the hockey world just oh. wants that. Give that oh, to man. us. It's gotta happen. Oh man, I can't wait. It's 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 great. I love it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move into the fantasy players of the night. We had six this week: Jamie Ben, Sean Monahan, Steven Stamkos, Pavel Zaka, Sidney Crosby, and Saturday night being last night, Tori Krug. Who do you want to start with there? Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of places we could go there. Unfortunately, we've had some technical difficulties up on Instagram, so we haven't been able to to get the highlights up. But the, that game, Jamie Ben, I think it was the was it the Sunday, Mike, where Jamie Ben uh, had? Uh, no, 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 no. There was there was no game Sunday night, so that was Monday. So yeah, yeah, it was the Monday where he had the tying goal on the breakaway and then had the the winner in overtime on the breakaway, and the crowd went nuts. That that was a couple of awesome highlights and. Ben is what he is now. He's not what he used to be. No, so there's not too much to say. I think everyone's sort of understanding that he's like a 50 to 60 point guy now, and he'll have his weeks where he's great, and then he'll disappear. Yeah, I mean, I guess his kind of brand of hockey got to him a little bit. Like 31 years old now, and he's he plays a heavy, heavy game, and it seems like he's not going to be back to that 80 point player. I mean, we've talked about him a bunch, and I still love this guy as a player. And I think we talked about it a couple weeks ago, but this is one of those guys that, like, I had him in, in hockey pools for his, like, big breakout and, like, great years. So I love this guy as a player, and he's still absolutely valuable and across the board because he does get a bunch of good stats for you. Um, just don't expect the 80-point production anymore. I, I don't think you can. But, like, how about, how about Sagan? 
Like, what do we think about Sagan? Because, I mean, we're talking about Dallas now, and we've talked about Dallas so much in earlier episodes, and I don't want to make this all about no, Dallas. Quickly, but like, quickly. But, but, like, what's Sagan? Because Sagan should be an 80-point guy, but he's almost falling into this, like, 60-point thing because Dallas doesn't really produce offense. Like, I don't know. It's just I'm so disappointed in what Sagan is. Very weird because Sagan hasn't like his production really hasn't fallen off sort of like it has until this season. I mean he's always up above 80, 70 points and maybe I mean we see that Dallas is like the best defensive team in the league right now or one of them anyway and they're not allowing many goals but they're also not scoring many goals either and his low point total it just it just reflects that they've had they had the coaching change Jim Montgomery over to Rick Bonus and. I mean, obviously, Bonus has more of a defensive style. I mean, but you'd think, like, kind of Ben's points would go as Sagan's do, kind of, in a way. So, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's a fr- it's frustrating to own any Dallas star right now, to be honest. Yeah, and at this point, you don't really see them having a big turnaround and having a big second half. I mean, this is what you're learning. They're 60-point guys this year. That's all. That's what it is. And you know what? And they'll have to be drafted accordingly next year. And then you go from there, right? Yeah, I mean, Sagan, the last six years, he's had over 70. So, I mean, I guess we can just call this a down year for him. Yeah. Okay, moving along. Sean Monaghan. He's another guy not having a great year. He had two goals on Tuesday night to get Fantasy Player of the Night honors. And what what do you think about him this season? Was last year just an anomaly and he's not going to be a point per game player in his career or is this year the anomaly it's tough to say it sort of makes last year's 82 points look like an aberration and you know this year things are sort of back to normal and he's back to being a 60 whatever point guy Uh, i don't know i mean he's been good so far to start the the unofficial second half with a couple goals and he looks pretty good and yeah, I, I think last year, I think all of the Flames were playing over their head. Like, even just watching them, I thought, they're all kind of having a good season here, and they're all not this good. Like, honestly, watching Monaghan, he is a boring player to watch. Like, the whole boring Sean Monaghan thing is legit, because he is not fun to watch at all. But, I mean, he gets it done, and he's in he's in every position to succeed. I think he's more of the 60 to 70 point guy than the 82 point guy myself. I think which, you're right. I, I would agree with you there. Yeah, but w- which would still indicate that this year is a little bit of a down year. I mean, w- what's he on pace for there? Uh, just looking at his numbers, uh, uh, probably around 60. Yeah, so maybe this kind of is what he is. Maybe he'll. P- I think he'll pick it up maybe a bit, but yeah, don't expect that 82 point pace in my opinion. Yeah. The other guys here, Stamkos, Crosby, a um, couple of studs. They've been great recently. Uh, Crosby's seeing like 11 points in six games since returning. And Stamkos has also been great, so we don't need to dawdle too much on them. But Pavel Zaka was the other guy who was the fantasy player of the night, Mike. Yes. What do you think about Pavel Zaka and his 21 points? Okay, what do I think about Pavel Zaka? Well, I mean... Sixth overall pick in 2015. He's only 23 years old. So I wouldn't own this guy. Let's start there. I wouldn't own this guy. Not for this year. But I think he's a guy that we could see take a step eventually. I mean, 21 points in 47 games. He's on pace to crush his career high of 25. So it's nice to see some improvement on his end. I think from a fantasy perspective, 
your league would have to be really, really deep to own him. I don't think he's worth owning, but he's a guy to keep your eye on for the rest of this season and next year because he's still really young and he could become like a great player for the Devils. He has the pedigree as a sixth overall pick, and the Devils obviously are very bad this year. But he's still, he's still reaching his ceiling, so a, a guy to keep an eye on for sure. Yeah, that same night, we were debating for a while on who to get give fantasy player of the night. It was between Zaka and Ayafalo, who had a hat trick that night. Zaka had two goals, one assist, but he had a shorty mixed in there. So the value of a shorthanded point is massive. So we gave it to him. But Ayafalo, hat trick, getting a crap ton of minutes. Last night, he led the forwards in ice time with like nearly 24 minutes. So he's getting all the opportunity in the world. And I think we should talk about him a little bit. What do you think of Ayafalo? Yeah, I uh, think he's taking a step. Did you do that on purpose? No. (laughs) (laughs) I uh, think he's taking a step. Alex Ayafalo, undrafted, signed out of college as a 23-year-old. So it's always when a guy has that sort of route to the NHL, it's always kind of hard to figure out what he's going to be. And he's definitely taking a step this year. The Kings are using him in a way that fantasy owners like, and he's proven to have some value. Going forward, it's tough to say what he's going to be. Like right now, he's just a deep league guy, and and maybe even like a streamer for those shallower leagues. I, I do like him, especially when when you see a coach using a guy like that. It's hard not to like him. Yeah, I'm not crazy about him. Like a streaming option, fine, like you said, but. I don't see him being anything other than just a player that's having that's getting a good opportunity. Like I mean, I compare him similar to what Duclair is in Ottawa, where he's a, an all right player, but he's just benefiting from the opportunity he's getting, and that's kind of what I follow is. Like I don't know, watching him, I don't see anything great out of him. It's a fair assessment. Call them like if you had to, if you had to, what's the word I'm looking for? Pick one for the rest of the year? No, no. If you had to categorize, like if you had to categorize the entire league by uh, 30 to 40 points, 40 to 50 points, 50 to 60, 60 to 70 sort of thing, 80 plus, like I I, I would put him in that like 40 to 50 and don't expect more than that. Yeah. I mean, even then, like I get he's having a good year, but next year I would put him 30 to 40. Okay. Okay. Well, we'll see. Fair enough. And Tori Krug, Mike, is the last guy here. On pace, despite missing eight games, on pace for 61 points if he can play out the rest of the season, which would be a career high for him. I know you like Tory Krug. What are you thinking? Yeah, this guy's a point machine, and like you said, I do like him a lot. But with Tory Krug, would you trade him? Would you sacrifice the points? Because, I mean, you're not going to trade him straight up for a guy with equal points. Would you sacrifice his points a little bit for a guy that gets a little more shots, maybe a few more blocks and hits? Because Krug, really, for a defenseman, does not do a lot of that. He's just like a point machine, like I said. Power play points, goals, assists. But he doesn't do much of other stuff. So, would you trade him for a guy that does? Well, well, here's a good example on that note, Mike. Would you trade Tory Krug straight up for Eric Carlson? No, I wouldn't. I'm not looking into the stats or anything, but I think I would rather have Krug than Eric Carlson. Well, yeah, because there's this negative aura around around San Jose. But, I mean, despite it, Carlson has 37 points, just like Krug. 
He has played the whole season, though, but he has more shots, a lot more blocks, and they hit about the same. So, I mean, that tells you right there, number one, that that Carlson isn't having as bad a season as people seem to think. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, Krug's value does take a bit of a hit because he doesn't put up those peripheral stats like other defensemen. Actually, how about this, Mike? This this should lead us right into our next edition of Johnson or Janssen. And we'll start with some defensemen. Okay, yeah, let's do that. That's a good idea. I missed this Johnson or Janssen. We haven't done it since, like, week three. Yeah, let's kick it off. So here's how we'll do it. Instead of just looking at two guys, let's sort of rank players using this this system where we throw out two guys and then the winner will basically move on to the next round and we'll match him up with someone else. It'll help us, you know, rank these rank these players in a, in a sort of in our way. Okay, let me start it off here. Johnson or Janssen for the rest of the season. Would you rather have Oscar Clefbaum or let's go back to Tori Krug. Which would you rather have? Ooh. I know Clefbaum is like a peripheral beast, and but I can, I'm not passing up the points. Give me Krug. Really? Okay. Krug or Shea Weber? Krug or Weber? Weber. Wow. Okay. Weber or Neil Pionk? Weber. Okay, but Pionk is sick. Okay, Weber or Hedman? Oh, okay. I'll say Hedman there. Hedman. All right, so we're just basically climbing up, though, while we're doing this. Yeah, now you so, got to give Hedman a, a tougher <laughs> opponent here. It's yeah. like a it's like a rapid fire bracket. Yeah, Hedman or Makar. Uh, the, the peripherals right there jump out at me, Hedman. Hedman or Yossi. Oh, it's that's got to be Yossi. And then I think there's only one guy that beats Yossi. Carlson. Yep. Rest of the year, I'd probably have Yossi. You take Yossi rest of season, would you? Yeah. Yeah. Even though Nashville does not look like they're turning it around, I think I'd rather Yossi for the rest of the year. No. Yeah, they don't. But, uh, I mean, yeah. Yossi is sort of like a he's a snake in the grass right now in the Norris debate. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if we're com- comparing Yossi and Carlson, they... Their peripheral stats are very similar. Yossi just shoots more. That's that's basically the extent of it. So you're really comparing on who you think is going to get more points for the rest of the season. And you think Yossi? Yeah, I do. I like I I really like Roman Yossi. <laughs> but it's it's like it's like it's Carlson's year, man. They the guys just love him in Washington, and they you can see that they want him to get points and. I don't know. I'm I'm taking Carlson over Yossi, but it's it's close. But I'm taking Carlson. Also, though, Petrangelo needs to be spoken about too in this conversation. Like, he's having a hell of a year. That looks like your top three Norris your vote your uh, nominations right there. Petrangelo. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at right now, I would say that's um, those are your noms. I mean, which is funny because they're top three in scoring for defensemen, but. <laughs> yeah. That's sort of the way it goes, though. It's, it's almost, like, obvious, which is kind of silly. But, hey, you know what? That's the kind of season it's been. Those are the three guys that have stood out. Yeah, you know who stood out to me last night, Mike? Ryan Graves had 10 blocked shots. Like, what is he? what does he look like today? Wow. He's just brown. 
<laughs> He's just a walking contusion. Okay, sticking with Johnson or Janssen, let's do a goaltender battle here. Okay, I got one here. Elvis Merzlikens or Ilya Samsonov. Ooh, that's a good one because they're both kind of in a similar situation. I'm taking Samsonov over Merzlikens rest of the year. Um, Samsonov's been great. 16-2. and two. What a record. Yeah, insane. And, and he's... Um... It's just I wish he got I wish he was getting more starts, but I guess they want to really see what they have before they you know give him the reins and let Holby walk. I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you though, Mike. I'm taking Merzlikens here, and I'm and I'm taking him because I think he's gonna get a lot of starts down the stretch. I mean more if not just as many as Samsonov and Columbus has proved that they are just defensively like they are a goalie friendly hockey team oh yeah they're a goalie factory and i don't know what's in the water in columbus but i think they only draft goalies that you, you have trouble pronouncing their names like check out these the goalies in their system ready jonas corpusello we know elvis merzlikens we know guy who got a couple starts recently mattis kivlinix and then if we go into their system here we see Danil Tarasov and Vieni Vilainen. <laughs> Start drafting John Smith. What's going on over there? I bet these guys are all going to turn out to be studs. Yeah, that's their strategy, honestly. Who's that in that? I can't pronounce his name. Done. We're picking him. That's well, what... Yeah, even even um, the backup right now, Kiv, Kiv Lennox. I, I have no idea if we're saying that right. Yeah. But two starts, three goals against. And, I mean, yeah, these guys are good, but but Columbus in itself has a lot to do with it. And Torts and his system and the, the defensive style they play, great team defense. The defensemen themselves are all great players. You know, you got Jones and Wierenski and then guys who don't get talked about as much like David Savard and um, Marcus Nutivara, who's got the most delicious name in the league. <laughs> Why? Because it sounds like Nutella? I don't know. Nutivara. It just sounds like a, like a Finnish chocolate bar. Oh, yeah. Like like a Finnish, like the Nutrigrain bar, with, but has some chocolate on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's got, it's got caramel. and Yeah, that would be some kind, kind of Finnish dessert. Oh, send me a Nutivara. Oh, yes. I can get the, the big... <laughs> The pack of 12 Nutivara in the Finnish Costco. <laughs> Maybe we should get, continue with Johnson or Janssen. Yeah. But yeah, Columbus. Columbus, man, I, just great. Even for spot starts, if you can get Kiv Lennox in or if you have Corpusalo, like you can trust these guys in that system. Yep. Okay, let's stick with so, well, let's stick with your guy here. Since we kind of split, let's let's stick with Elvis. Would you rather rest of the year Elvis or Mrazic? Seeing as how I mean Columbus, uh, sorry Carolina is is a pretty good team and they're fighting for a playoff spot, but Reimer does get his fair share of starts, uh, but probably he'll probably get more Mrazic that is more than uh, more than Elvis. I'm still taking the better numbers and hopefully the wins and stuff. So give me, give me Elvis there. See, see, this is interesting because we don't know. Like, are they going to split time when Corpusalo comes back? Like, he's he's close. I know it. There's risk. There is there is risk. But I just you love what you've seen. You know, 
Yeah, okay. Um, let's keep it going then. Merz Lincolns or Varlamov? Another guy who's kind of in a timeshare. Maybe getting a little bit more starts. So this is kind of a good one here. Give me Elvis. Wow. He's climbing the ladder here. Give me Elvis. Okay. Elvis or Matt Murray? Elvis. I know Ew. I know Murray's I know Murray's uh turning things around and Jari Jari's uh value's taking a bit of a hit, but I still like Jari over Murray. Okay. So yeah, give me Elvis over Murray. All right, let's keep climbing the ladder. Elvis or Grubauer? Grubauer. There it is. Okay. So you'd rather Grubauer, even though Grubauer, I mean, he hasn't been great. And Francois does get a, a, a mix and a start here and there more than the regular backup goalie. So, okay, interesting. I know, and I know he hasn't been great, and Colorado hasn't been great, but I, I still love their team, and I think they're going to challenge for that division crown. We're talking rest of just this season, right? This isn't a keeper league or anything. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's... Fine. I'll I'll say Grubauer by a hair. Rest of season. Okay. Not bad. Well, he does have Ryan Graves in net with him, so true. Not bad. <laughs> that's, there. that's a good point. <laughs> okay. Grubauer or Gibson? Grubauer. I don't. Yeah. I don't like Anaheim. I, I'm with you there. Let's go Grubauer or Riddich. I will still say Grubauer there because I like the team better. Really? Okay. Okay. I, you got, you you'd say Riddick? I probably would have went Riddick. That that is ridiculous. <laughs> and okay, that's so, my ca- that's my catchphrase now. Yeah, <laughs> I got to use it. <laughs> okay, let's let's stick with yours. So Grubauer or Holtby? Oh, definitely Grubauer. Yeah. Okay. Just, I mean, if I, that I mean, was a yeah, test, that that's an easy one. If you give me, if I say Grubauer over Elvis, Elvis over Samsonov, yeah. that was a test. It was a test, making sure you're you're on your toes here. All right. Grubauer or Rene? Uh, still, still Grubauer. Yeah, Rene has been poo this year. I, I I guess that Grubauer owners, if you if you trust what I say, I mean, I hope you do. But if you trust what I say, then um, I guess he's gonna get a bit of a bump here in the in the second half. Grubauer or Bobrovsky? <sighs> Bobrovsky is an interesting one, man. Honest, I don't know. Like I, I love Florida, but it's like it sort of is another testament to what they got going on there in Columbus in terms of defensive style and goaltending. Because Bobrovsky, like two Vesnas there, and then he's been like not even close to that in in Florida, which is a very different style, right? That said, his name was too easy to pronounce, so they needed to trade him. Yeah, who are you going with? Yo, you stumped me here. This is a stump job right now. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's go with your answer. Go. I'm going Bobrovsky because I think he's ready to turn a corner. I really do. Well, Florida looks great. Yeah, and Bob looks like he's 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 playing better. He's playing better. He's let in a few goals in his last couple of starts, but he still looks better in the net, and I think Bob is going to turn a corner here. So, let's stick with Bob then. Bob or, see, now we're getting we're, not, we're getting pretty good now. Bob or Rask? Oh, it's, that's difficult. You're sacrificing starts here. Yeah. You're probably gaining wins, not as many starts. Yep. Give me Rask. Give me give me the okay. sure wins because yeah. Boston does not lose very often. Yeah. I think I would I, I think I would have went there too. You know what? If you get one start instead of two and you get a solid game at a Rask, that's all you need. Four regulation losses on the year. So Yeah. And Rask, if I mean if they had to pick a starter, Rask is their starter. And I know Halak gets a lot of starts. 
But like Boston's just money. Okay, Rask or Carey Price? Still Rask. For I sure. Just don't trust Montreal. For sure. Rask or Flurry? Oh, that's a that's a good one. We're talking rest of season. I like Vegas to to come out of that division still. Give me Flurry. Flurry, Flurry or Bishop? Oh man, these are now we're splitting hairs. Like we're we're up at the top now. Yeah, we're up at the top. I don't know. Yeah, I think we can end it there. <laughs> I don't even want to pick. All right. Well, I guess we can all. Okay. You know what though? There's a guy that's been struggling lately. We should shed a little light on his game. Flurry or Frederick Anderson. This one I'm going to make you pick, and then we'll end it because, you know, there's Vasilevsky, Bishop, Hellebuck, you know, there's Bennington. There's good goalies at the top. We don't need to split hairs between them. But I do want to know what you think about Anderson and if you prefer Fleury the rest of the year. I think, man, I don't know. I don't know. I could argue both ways here. With Freddie, you get, like, just a, a steady start. I know you get it with Fleury, too, but Anderson probably a couple more. The Leafs have, uh, by all accounts, have a pretty nice schedule the rest of the way and they're it's it's crazy to say but they're actually sort of fighting for a playoff spot G- give me anderson anderson all right okay well by by a pubic hair why a pubic hair is thicker than a regular hair thinner pubic hairs are thicker than regular hairs is that right I, I that's how that's the kind of situation I got going on. <laughs> okay, we'll put a poll up in a couple days, guys. <laughs> okay, let, okay that, let, 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 let's wrap it up there. Let's wrap up Johnson or Johnson there. Yeah, that was fun. All right, it was good to have a goalie conversation because we get they get neglected a little bit. So there you go. If uh, you have any questions about goalie versus goalie, I think we probably answered them there. Yeah, well, hopefully. Speaking of goalies, Mike, should we get to some injuries? Yes, we should. Yeah, Linus Olmark, three to four weeks. Buffalo, man, it's it's t- must be t- so tough to be a Sabres fan. Honestly, like, what is your team? You have an elite superstar in Eichel, but well, what else can you rely on? Yeah, Darlene, he's taken a step this year. He's going to take another step next year. He's solid. And you could think they got Allmark. You know, he's a great goalie. You think they got one, two, three every position there. But what's the rest of it? Like, what's going on? That team, they started out great last year, fizzled off. Great this year, completely fizzled off. Like, I don't know what it is. And now they got to watch Hudden play in net for three to four weeks. And what about Jeff Skinner? Like, the guy signs this big ticket, eight years, nine mil per, you know, 72 mil contract. And where is he? He's got 11 goals. He looks like he's, trash. He's, he's, he's going to struggle to reach 40 points, like, for that kind of money? Yeah. Man, I, I, I feel bad for you Sabres fans. This, is, this must be so difficult. Like, every you're going into – you embrace a rebuild, and then, you know, you give it some time, and then you go into season by season – just thinking, all right, like here we go, back to the playoffs. We got our, our stud franchise defenseman. We got our franchise center who's the captain and, you know, some, some pieces here and there. They sign some guys. And, and then even like a guy like Victor Olofsson emerges. And it's just still the same shit. Yeah, it's, it's a, it's, it's a kind of kick in the nuts for a loyal fan base. Like Skinner has 19 points in 42 games. And he had 63 last year, 40, like, he's having a terrible year. And 
I don't know. Like, do you draft him next year thinking he's going to bounce back? Because he's on, like, he might not even touch 40. For that kind of money, it's like the player sort of needs, like, he... He's gonna go into the season thinking, "Okay, I gotta, I gotta do something here. Like the money I'm making, this is a, this is a joke. This is an embarrassment." Yeah, you're, you're right. I, I don't. I'm not sure if we're gonna see any higher than his 63 points he got last year throughout Pro- his whole career. Maybe not. Uh, maybe not. There's still some hope in Sabres land. Like you look into next year. Olmark does project to be your your goalie of the future, and and Darlene will only get better. You got Eichel, Olafson. Of course, sustain the injury, so he's missing time. But yeah, I, I'd probably scoop Skinner later, like after his average draft position, if I could get him. Yeah, you, you got to think Buffalo at some point here is going to turn a corner. Like their decor isn't bad. The problem is, is they're in that the Atlantic, where you know Leafs, Florida, Boston, Tampa. Like who's going anywhere there? Yeah, but you got to find a way through. Like yeah, you know, true. you just gotta. It's true. That's it. Can't just use it as an excuse. Right. Anyway, some other injuries. Thomas Hurdle out for the season. San Jose's nightmare season just continues. Yeah, Ninja Hurdle. It's too bad. You know, I, I love Hurdle. I think he's an awesome player. But what this does do is give me a little bit more hope for Brent Burns. Because, you know, they weren't using him on that top power play. They're a mess over there. I don't know. Joe Thornton is all of a sudden... Like getting all kinds of power uh, power play time, ice time for these guys, but the the injury to Hurdle kind of let Burns back on that power play unit. We saw that last game, and yeah, it's nice to see, but tough for Hurdle owners for sure. Yeah, it's just a mess right now over there. Minus forty one their goal differential, which I believe is third worst in the NHL. Yeah, honestly, I know people are saying, "Oh, San Jose is going to bounce back next year." I don't see it. I really don't. Like they the their goalies can't stop a beach ball, and you know their their core is getting a little older. I don't love Couture as a huge point producer. Meyer, you you hope he takes that next step there. Kane is Kane an elite player? Like there there's just there's a lot of question marks there, and I don't see them coming out of it next year. I really don't. Uh, you never know. With the parody of the NHL, they're a couple breaks away from being right back in the thick of things. But a couple other injuries. Chris Kreider looked like he's um, he sustained a concussion last night. Oh, t- t- took a took a bad knee to the head from teammate Mika Zibanejad. That was rough. Yeah, that was nasty, nasty. Um, and it sucks. It sucks. Well, if you're a Kreider fan and you don't want him out of New York, I mean, I guess you're sort of happy in that sense, but. For the team, they were, they were probably going to get a couple good assets there. It's um, That trade now is up in the air. Who knows if any team takes him. Yeah, well, he's got like, what, three weeks to recover until yeah. the deadline. So we'll yeah, or at least get close. Yeah, we'll see what happens there. But implications, like Kreider was on that top line, that top power play, and they score some goals. So now who slots in there? Last game, for the remainder of the game, it was Brendan Lemieux that played on that top power play unit. I'm a, I'm a Lemieux fan. I like what he brings. And if he can play on that top power play and get some points, I think he's worth a pickup here. Especially, we'll get into the week ahead, but Rangers have a great, great schedule next week. And Brendan Lemieux should be a guy that you are looking at. Yeah, it might be a nice little stream. Yeah. Yeah, it was only a game, so it, it's, there's something to monitor there. Maybe they... 
put Buchnevich on that unit instead of Lemieux or Filipedal or Jesper Fast. I mean, like that that spot right there has some serious value. So something to look out for. Yeah. Or how about Kako, man? Owners have to be disappointed. I mean, from a from, what, what what owners? Well, that well, I mean, if you're in a keeper league, he should be owned, and maybe deep keeper league. Yeah, in a deep keeper league, he should be owned, but I mean, it's like a complete waste of season. He's just a dead spot on your on your roster because he's he's nothing. Like, I mean, you can only hope that he takes a step next year, and, and he should. Him and and Hughes have been like underwhelming rookies, but. Maybe maybe he maybe he can find his way on the on the on that unit and get some short term value for for single year leagues. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. And a bit of a scary one here if you're a Panthers fan. Sasha Barkov left the game last night. He's walked off on his own power. Seemed to be okay, but you just never know. Yeah, the early signs say that it, it should be okay, and uh, maybe by the time this this comes out, we'll we'll know he's fine. But if he isn't, if he does miss any time, you can look at Trocek to maybe resurrect his season and get some points on the board playing in Barkov's spot. Yeah, exactly. With that, Mike, let's get to a question or two and the week ahead. But first, let's get to a message from our sponsor. This podcast is brought to you by the good people at GT Radial. Their tire, the GT Radial Champier Touring Tire. It's an all-season touring tire that's designed for the latest passenger car and crossover vehicle. Combines precise handling and control with a quiet and comfy ride. Backed by a 100,000 kilometer limited warranty, the new Champiro Touring delivers great mileage for an outstanding value. Okay, thanks, Brian. <laughs> Killed it again, boy. <laughs> All right, quick question here from at YC06 underscore insider. He says, question for episode 20, I traded Couture away because of his long-term IR status for Jonathan Taves. Now I have an open keeper spot. My three options are Taves, Kubelik, or Bjorkstrand. Oh, here we go. Who has the most upside? Wow. So first of all, your team is in shambles because that's your last keeper spot. But anyway, we won't go there. Honestly, you're going to get the rest of the season to make this decision, so... You're going to need it. I mean, let's see what Kubelik can do for the rest of the year. Let's see if Bjorkstrand can continue to score. And Taze, Taze is your fallback safe option. So, I mean, if I'm picking right now, I'm probably going to go with Taze as your, as your last keeper. Just because, I mean, he's safe there. And you could probably get Bjorkstrand or Kubelik in the draft if you wanted to. So, my answer for you would be Taze right now. Yeah, and the good thing with keeper decisions is that you don't have to make them until late September or early October or whatever it is in your league, right? So you can sort of have Taves as your fallback option and then just see what Kubelik and Bjorkstrand do rest of season or how they're looking in training camp and preseason games and who they're matching, lining up with and stuff like that. So it's a, it's not, not a horrible situation to be in. No. Okay, week ahead time. Yes, week ahead to him. Okay, so we're back to a full regular week of games. This week was a little short because a lot of teams still had their bye. So we have a bunch of teams that play four games. Anaheim, Boston, Buffalo, Colorado, Dallas, Detroit, Florida, LA, Minnesota, the Rangers, Toronto, and Winnipeg. And the teams that only play two are Washington, San Jose, and Pittsburgh. 
So if you have a lot of players from those teams, you may have to look elsewhere. Heavy nights, back to the normal heavy nights, Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Oh, we're back to normal, baby. Back to normal, baby. Okay, so obviously with the heavy nights being what they are, you want to avoid those. So let's navigate the week here a little bit. And what I'm doing is I'm picking up a player from Monday and Wednesday. The two teams that play both those nights are the Leafs and the Rangers. And as we've touched on before, there are a lot of options here. Specifically the Rangers we spoke about. You got Bucinavich, 8%. Lemieux, 6%. Those are two guys I like. I like Lemieux a little bit more if he can keep that role in the top power play. He does everything else. And like I said, if he can get some points... That would be awesome. And then the Leafs. You have Zach Hyman, 21%, playing with Matthews and Marner. What a solid position to be in. If Hyman's on your wire and you can stream him, absolutely, that would be the first place I looked. Yeah. Then you got Kerfoot, 5%. I'd rather him over Kapanen at 16 or Janssen at 15, just because he's playing with Tavares and Nylander. But again, that, that, that position is subject to change a bit. I mean, we saw Kapanen as a healthy scratch Saturday night. So maybe he comes back and he kind of responds. So, you know, Kapanen might not be a bad place to look either there. So that's Monday and Wednesday. And um, if you're looking ahead there, you're avoiding Thursday night, and then you want to go Friday or Friday, Sunday. So you can roll with any of the guys you picked up for there. But there's also other options, Friday or Sunday. I mean, not as good as the Rangers or the Leafs, but you could go with the Wings here. Fabry, 6%, or Zadina, 5%. Unfortunately, news just broke that Philip Zadina will be out for two to three weeks with a lower body injury. So you'll have to look probably at Fabry if you like the, the Red Wings there. You could go with the Sabres. Jimmy Vesey's playing with Eichel on the top line right now. Maybe he gets on a little bit of a hot streak and connects with Eichel, so... That would be a place that I, I might look. You can go for Minnesota. There's Zucker, 19%, four points in his last five. Zuccarello, 16%. Got five points in his last five. And then I'm kind of looking at Anaheim. Andre Kasha, a lot of noise coming into the year about this guy, and now nothing. He doesn't do much in the way of peripherals, but he shoots a ton. And maybe Kasha can get hot here. He's got seven points in his last ten games. And if you want to keep with the Ducks... A uh, less risky option would be Henrique at 13%. So those are some Friday, Sunday options I like. But I probably am going to keep my streamer for the Friday and kind of see what I need for the weekend. And if you need a goalie on the Sunday, which in head-to-head matchups is often the case, there's two teams that play back-to-back. LA plays in New Jersey and then in New York to play the Rangers. So there's Jack Campbell there who could potentially... Maybe not get you a win if he's playing against the Rangers, but, I mean, he can get you some saves, which, if that's a category in your league, could help. And you never know if the LA, if the Kings can pick up a win. And then there's Colorado, who play in Columbus and then in Minnesota. So if Pavel Fransuz gets that game against the Wild there, I, I like his chances. So he could be a very nice option for the Sunday. Yeah, so some options for you there. All right, let's get into Battle of the Bargains this week. How about that? Oh, let's do it. 8-6. I'm coming back. Yeah, it was a, it was a brutal week. Connor Brown beat my uh, Christian Dvorak. Two assists to Dvorak's one goal. And even Brian's Alex Steen. He was on the pod. He picked Steen. And Steen only had a goal. So you won with a measly two assists. Yeah, and unfortunately, we couldn't get everyone's picks in this week because of those issues on Instagram. But everything should be back to normal this week. 
Yeah, stupid Instagram. Well, 8-6. I got to keep the ball rolling here. Make it 8-7. Ooh, that would be lovely. Yeah, so you got first pick this week? I do. Okay, so I, I mean, I think we already gave everyone kind of some options. If you're looking for one streamer for the week, you know, a lot of those guys I've already mentioned play four times. So I'm looking, uh, I'm looking there for a lot of these. But go ahead. First pick goes to you. I am going to go with Kasperi Kapanen. And this is a little bit of a different pick because usually we're picking guys who are hot. And Kapanen has been cold as ice, and he was a healthy scratch in the last game. But I like him to respond this week because he is a good player, and I like the Leafs' schedule. They're 3-0 out of the gate here since the All-Star break, and they got some big games ahead this week, and I like the schedule. So, yeah, let's see Kapanen respond and get me to within one here in the Battle of the Bargains. Okay, yeah, I think he's going to respond too. That's not a bad one at all. I am going to go with... A guy I mentioned earlier on this episode. I'm not crazy about the four-game road trip here, but nobody ever talks about Anaheim. And I want to go with a guy who has 120 shots on the year. And that's Andre Kasha. Okay. All righty, Tuanzoli. Tonight, the Super Bowl. Are you yes. excited? I am excited. We're going to watch together. Yes, we are. I am going to see you soon. Who do you got tonight? Uh, I love Patty Mahomes. Give me the Chiefs. Really? Eh? I, I think the Niners are going are gonna, to are gonna take it. Jimmy Gorgeous. Jimmy think, Gorgeous. Another I, man rocket. I think they're just defensively sound. And it's it's going to make for an awesome game. Okay, so obviously, you know, Super Bowl is going to be done by the time this comes out. But... What's your prediction on the score tonight? You like the you like the Chiefs. What do you like them by? Chiefs by eleven. That's a bit of an odd number, but you know that that's what the gut is telling me. Chiefs by eleven. All right, all right, good pick. I have the San Francisco 49ers by a single point. I think it's gonna be a tight one. Just a single point. That's my pick. Okay, we'll see. We'll see, we'll see. Okay, on that note, Anth, do you got anything else to add to this week or are we signing off right now? No, let's sign off, guys. Thanks again for joining us. 20 episodes. It's been a fun run so far. We're having a great time with it. Thank you, GT Radio, and we will see you guys next week. Good luck in your pools. Yep, take care, guys.